Hello and welcome back to Progressive Mindset with myself, Jason Kemsley. And me, Bradley Monday. And today we're going to spend the next 20 to 30 minutes going back and forth over the question, what is success? It's probably a good place to point out if you're looking for a hard-hitting, super-driven outcome-based podcast, the last one is for you. This one's a bit more light, a bit more thinking. This should be a good easy listen and get the creative juices flowing i think thought provoking is what we're aiming for that's the word i was looking for you you want to kick us off before we get into a debate yeah so my view just a bit of background for me on this and we talked in our last episode about how marketing has changed and the audience has changed in the same vein we are seeing we're on social media and we're seeing all these idyllic lives that everyone leads you know people are putting out a a false representation of themselves and you can spend a bit of time online and see that everyone's life is wonderful other than your own and this is my driver behind wanting to talk about success i think we've lost our ability largely to to set goals we're more worried about what we haven't got and what life hasn't handed us to actually here's how we work and we work damn hard towards these things to um you know get a longer a longer term success and, and get that dopamine release at the end rather than needing it now, now, now. I, I, I completely agree. And I, um, I, I'm going to talk about an example I saw later, but I, I, I do believe there is a, a new problem in the entrepreneurial mind, which is comparing yourself to others, looking at what you've got or they've got that you haven't and vice versa. Um, and actually taking away from the roots, which is, it's about the cool bit that you're doing. It's about the journey. Um, and, you know, you definitely got to enjoy that journey along the way. Otherwise, why else? You, you can't do it solely for the outcome. Um, the best entrepreneurs, the best businesses, they loved what they do. If you look at Elon Musk sleeping on the floor of Tesla, mm-hmm. he didn't do that for the billions. If you look at Bill Gates and, you know, I, I do these tech ones, there's, there's uh, countless others. You've got to enjoy the journey. You've got to enjoy the process of getting there. And at the same time, it's going to be hard work, right? We Absolutely. are telling our our young people and all that sort of stuff that actually you don't need to work hard to achieve these things and they can be, you know, whether it be wealth or some other form of success, however you measure that, can be achieved with actually very little effort. That couldn't be further from, further from the truth. I think everyone that I know that has achieved things worth achieving has had to graft damn hard and then looks back and you know, takes it easy. Those kind of things after the, the hard graft. I don't think there's any way around it. If you want success, regardless of how you measure it or look at it, you, you're going to have to graft and work really hard. But back to your point is you've got to enjoy the working hard. Otherwise, you're just not going to find the drive. Absolutely. I am... Um for me and when we were brainstorming um, as we always do to make sure this is super potent and useful I realised I had three different areas of definition for success mm-hmm. I had success for myself success for the business and success for the customer I had three typical areas I think I can definitely talk about um, I wanted to start with um, I guess some humility or vulnerability in that I only recently realized that I had a very crap measure for success. I 
I have grown for a number of years thinking that the end goal was something financial. Okay. And as it, was, it is for many. As it, and I think it's part of the, the problem, to be completely honest, in, in my eyes. Because when you reach that financial goal, not much changes. Yes, you can do other things, but life is still life. Business is still business. Yep. Working hard is still working hard. Everything means the same. And so uh, it's been an exploration that I've gone through recently of what actually, what is the subsequent, what is it about money that I'm looking for? And I realized that my actual goal and my actual success would be I'd like a place in another country that I can work from or visit as frequently or as infrequently as I would like, but still while working. And that is now a completely different target for me. That actually gets me fired up because I'm not going for something untangible that yeah. is quite a scary thing anyway. I'm going for something tangible. I want that time with loved ones. I want that, you know, I like the idea of being able to go work in a hot country because we're not blessed with heat in the UK. And when I, when I, changed that mindset and changed it i'm actually starting to enjoy the process quite a lot more than i did because it was all about grit your teeth because of that end goal grit your teeth because of that end goal and when it's something along the lines of money as well the end goal changes as you alluded to there is right it just well when when is enough whereas when you've got something such as property in your case you can arrive absolutely at that and then move, it's not to say I've arrived at my goals, I never do another one. You know, you need to, that's that's what life is. I think that's where you get your enjoyment from, is achieving and striving to reach new heights, right? But at least there's an end, you can stop, you can rest, you can recuperate before moving on to the next. Now, I know you to be a goal, you've been a goal setter for a, for a long time, and I think that's where for a long time we differed. Um, so I can, I'll talk about my side of things in a minute, but tactics how how do you goal set and how has that changed over over time uh, i've got a bit worse at it okay um as as you reach or get closer to them i've become a bit more lackluster at them so i used to sit down um with my partner every uh three four months or so and we'd write down she'd write down everything she wanted to achieve in the next three months i'd write down everything i want to achieve in the next three months some materialistic, some not materialistic. Um, and then we'd write down the three things we wanted to achieve together. Across three so, months. Across three months, typically. And a lot of them intertwine when you're obviously in a relationship with someone for a long mm -hmm. time. And so, for example, we'd have one, we wanted to have a weekend away in the next three months. Or um, we wanted to have X in our savings for a rainy day. So that we've got that peace of mind and that stress off us. And... A lot of mine are do X with a family member. Um, so every three months we typically do them. And this quarter we've been pretty rubbish at them to be truthful. And sometimes that happens. And you have to be as accepting of not hitting them as accepting of hitting them, if you like. It's not consistently possible to hit everything. You get periods where you have ill health or, you know, yeah. a family member has a difficulty. And so you spend some time helping them. It's it's being comfortable in, okay, I would, I'll do that in the next three months or um, has been the biggest change for me. Okay. So I, as I um just trying to, you know, pausing there to think how that differs to, to where I am. So 
I know that when I was growing up, as it were, in my my teens, my late teens, my early twenties, I didn't I didn't goal set at all. I was just working hard and doing something that I was super passionate about. But I do think that runs out uh, eventually. You can only do that for so long before it loses direction. I was consuming knowledge like a sponge, and and I think that's okay to a point. And then I do more long term goal settings. So. 10, 10 things across 10 years is something that I've been doing in more recent years and you just go through and you'll cross some off and then you add some new so there's always 10 things that I'm working towards across the next 10 years and, and does one of them involve working with me uh, ooh, I should know I should know off the top of my head I, d- I don't know that there's anything specific in oh, there for you at the moment okay. Jason that's but, that's my definition of success is when I make your list of 10 when things you make in 10 years. Ten. Fantastic. All right, I'll bear that in mind when I'm <laughs> uh, when I review them next year. But on there there's a there's a whole mix of stuff. And the reason I like the 10 year thing is it allows you to aim for I went through a period of recently of asking everyone um what what's your Everest? What mountain are you currently trying to climb? And the 10 year thing is far enough away that you can climb an awful lot of mountains. There are definitely some people that are working on their life's work that needs way longer. But for me and everything that I wanted to achieve, 10 years is is long enough. And then what I do is I sit down and I look at those longer term goals and work out what I need to be doing now Yep. to try and, to try and focus on them. And th- I guess where we differ there is your, your three-month journey, you've sort of said, well, but your life is going on and you never know what curveball you're going to get thrown. You have to be prepared for some failure. Whereas my 10-year goals don't uh, don't allow for failure. I will be bitterly disappointed if I get 10 years from when they were set and I mark the year in which I put them on. Absolutely. Uh, I, there's nothing to say you can't take them off because actually that's no longer of interest or something along those lines. But acceptance of failure or having a percentage. I think you need to define the level of, for me, you need to define the level of failure that is acceptance. I know we do it within the business. Here's, here's the, the things we're going to achieve across the next quarter within the business. And you allow yourself, because life gets in the way, a certain percentage of, of failure. And, and I think it's a super interesting topic that our two methodologies suit our personality types. You have you are able to stay hungry looking at that long term mm-hmm. vision. I struggle with with that. I need to feel like I'm ticking things off regularly to feel like I'm making progress. Otherwise, I I feel like I'm stagnant or whatever. So it's it's interesting how we've used the methods that best. And I think that is possibly a good a good lesson in itself. Is in a business you create goals and targets based on your core values and your um your your why etc. That's because you know what what suits you best. In our scenarios, we've yeah. set goals based on what suits personality best. I, w- I wanted to touch upon, I saw, we had the pleasure of meeting uh, Gary Vaynerchuk last year. I saw, um, he's a he's a uh, very well-known social media business expert. It's probably the best way of describing him. Um, obviously, he's probably watching, so apologies <laughs> uh, for that, that bad description. But, he was talking to an, uh, I think it was a 22 year old, a young man. And he said, I just feel like I'm not going to reach my goals. And he said, what's your goal? And the chap said, I'd like to earn six figures and I'd like a big house. 
And his response was, and verbatim almost, I've met thousands of people like you. Your goal is never going to be attainable because it's something that just keeps moving. It's nothing realistic. Yes, you can have six figures, but you get to 100 and you say, actually, I meant 800. I wanted a big house. What was that? Was that a seven bedroom house, a 10 bedroom house, a 12 bedroom? You're always going to want the next thing. And it was super interesting hearing him say, this is one of the biggest problems I face in the people I meet is they set goals that even when you reach them, nothing's changed. I can, uh, so just pause in there to take that all in. It's about the specifics, right? It's also about making sure that it's specific and measurable. So if you want to live in a three bed house within the next five years or whatever that might be, you want to, you know, let's start talking about the location and really, so you need to be able to visualize this thing. I think the, the big thing for me about goals is having the faith in yourself that you can achieve them. If it's an I wish, you know, it needs to be an I will. Yep. This is what I will do across the next five years, 10 years, even shorter, should that be you know, work for you. I think that's probably for me the bigger thing is when people talk about you know, where they're going in life. A lot of people don't take the time to think about it. Yep. Lo- loads of people don't do that. But also when they do think about it, it's a bit wishy-washy. Really define that. Get it written, de- writing them down and having your goals on paper. And I know that you uh, are the same with this is that's absolutely number one. If you don't write it down, you don't commit it. There's an element of not committing it to yourself. Uh, yeah, hold yourself accountable. Hmm. Absolutely. And if you've got a a significant other they'll hold you accountable because it should have them in mind in some way shape or form would be my relationship advice (laughs) is to have them looped into that in some way so i I buy into that and i have a very supportive partner as well but i think it's about having someone in your corner absolutely there have definitely been uh, partners and those kind of things where actually if you're talking about taking a big leap let's say that that goal is quite far reaching there's going to be a fear that comes up in your significant other that says, hang on a minute, that's, that's a risk. That's a risk to me as well. It's a risk to our, our livelihood, where we live, you know, those, those kind of things. That can cause negativity to... And that's to the beauty up. of an entrepreneur, right? We reach for things that other people would not reach for. We have the daring us, the, the, the daring nature to say, we're going to do why, or we're going to create this thing that, topples all these other things in the market and it's that hunger and that beauty which many people can't understand yeah it does oh it doesn't i'm not saying that it comes from a bad place some people yeah. will absolutely throw negativity out there just to try and bring you down a peg or two but other people they just cannot fathom where you're going the risks that you're talking about taking and as a result they want you through through love and through care to urge caution absolutely and that and there's so many examples of this the the people that quit college to go and follow a passion or didn't go to university because they there are common traditional examples where rightfully so parents have gone whoa 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 you need you need a backup option or and actually they've turned that they've f- used that fuel to turn into some sort of success in whatever space they do there's the other area i was so i you know that's very much myself I think success for the business is then very different again. That's another definition of success for me. It ties into my success in some way, shape or form. 
but it is the metrics are and what it looks like are completely different and largely that's taking others on a journey as well right the business is it goes beyond oneself and you're going to need to look at this as a collective and get more people bought in you can go and have a crazy idea that you're going to go and do some crazy thing and you can drive yourself towards that and it's only you sort of stopping you standing in your own way with a business there's a lot more people within that you need to get bought in to the but idea but the same rules apply it needs to be a bit specific it can't be some wishy-washy untangible goal or, or um you can't have something that you don't really notice that you've met it you have something that people can buy into but success in the business is you know possibly not a bad thing to have some financial in there is how most businesses are measured if not all is well where did where did you get to but also some some businesses have got a really powerful mission especially if you're a non-profit like actually it's the mission it's the meeting it's about the difference we make yep uh, the impact you're having on the world, right? But the the same principles apply. We mentioned sort of having someone in your corner for your personal goals. Within the business, I think it's quite normal that there will be people that you surround yourself with that are very good at what they do. But for whatever reason, and there can be many, they want to bring those goals down a little bit to make them more attainable. Yep. It's your job as a leader to really push the ceiling on those goals. Absolutely. And your job as an entrepreneur is to push people further than they thought they could reach Absolutely. As, a, as a collective, because otherwise we would be stagnant. I, I, I heard this morning just driving in um, somebody say the job of a leader is to cause professional or financial growth in your business year on year. Agreed. And I think that's a that's a fairly good, accurate statement for what we're what we're discussing. After business, I think, and this is this is a super big one for me at the moment. I'm thinking about it a lot. Is th- what is success to our customer, the customer that we're going for, and I actually have a really interesting example about this. I recently was investigating a product. Um, it was a certain type of SaaS product. I'd evaluated three or four options, and I don't want to get into sales tactics, etc. But I jumped onto this call. And the very first thing they done was pull up an, a Word document on screen share. Right. And they had a couple of questions on there, and I can't remember some of them. And the very first question was, what does a successful partnership look like to me if I was to start purchasing or using their software? And I thought, that's a really interesting question. And I thought about it more and more, and we wrote down what success would look like. Every single thing i done with them they looped back in that original content. Maybe not, you know, verbatim wrote it, but when we were talking about pricing, okay, well, that's that, and that enables us to get the best people in this area so that, and it always looped back into what success looked like for me. And it, it made me really start thinking about how we capture success for our customers. Yeah. Because success is a moving metric, right? We, I, I could name... So many scenarios where success on day one, we reach, but then we're still aiming for that, but their success has moved to evolution part two. Yeah, you've you've hit the you've hit the goal. Let's let's move that and now let's go and achieve something else together, right? That's what that is. Absolutely. Neglected, I guess, to have that conversation with your with your customer. That's QBRs, that's you know, you should be regularly having conversations. You just need to mould that in. 
to, to your conversation, but it also works really, really well to qualify you out. If success looks like something that you absolutely can't deliver for that potential customer, thank you very much. Maybe you want to go and speak to XYZ, but it's not going to be us that's going to deliver that for you. So it, I, I see that as being something that can work both ways as a, hey, we can really help you here and we can really drive towards that, but also that's not going to happen here. Uh, yeah, um, absolutely. And it, it really, I mean, I don't know if I'm unique here, but it really made me wonder why more people don't ask such a simple question. I can't think of any other organization or business or person that I've spoke to that has said, what does success look like to you? Other than my therapist who said, what do you want to get out of this journey? And ironically, they are two things that are, oh, they're both obviously super important, but they're both because they expect an end to a natural end. This isn't a forever thing. Okay. And they're trying to work out how do we help you reach that? And then I suspect in my yearly review, six monthly review, whatever, what do you want to get out of the next part of it or whatever? And it, it really is a really interesting question that I don't think we ask. Oh, I would agree it doesn't get asked asked enough, but it just makes that whole customer journey super transparent. Absolutely. What about, you do a lot of interviews. Do you talk about what success is? Uh, first question. success in, is to them? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we focus in on three to five year period. Where do you want to be? So yes, in a sense, that's the same. That's the same thing. Is I know that we can influence somewhere across three to five years. We've got really quite good tenure, and so three to five years tends to be that. Where do you want to be then? And, and if, do, you, do you use that to qualify them out in the same way? Ab absolutely. Uh, it's either you're looking for something that we can we can support along the way, or you're doing. So, you know, if someone comes to me and says, "Hey, I want to be an astronaut in the next three to five years." We we can't we've got nothing to give for that. So immediately we will, if if there's advice that I can give, hey, here's where you should be going and looking for that kind of stuff. But it's not going to be here, and that goes into many other things to creating a good team because you've got people that want to go in approximately the same direction, or they can all give to each other in in their relative journeys, and then we we check in on that. That that becomes part of your regular review i think as part of a business making sure you're all driving towards the business success but also individual success is is really important absolutely i'd love to put you on the spot here if i can go on um i, I think the biggest problem with this question is most people assume they know they know the answer you deal with and this isn't a you know a, a good or bad thing you deal with a lot of our financials possibly arguably one of the most important parts of any business and most people assume they know what success looks like in financials profit okay when you engaged with an accountancy or an accountant do they ever talk about what success looks like that's a, that's just an area of that um, comes to mind when success could mean different for everyone it could be cash flow it could be profit it could be break even but deliver a good service do you talk about that when not in my experience we've we've worked with a few uh, they tend to want to focus in on where they're going to where they're going to be able to impact your business the most so you get sold on how they're going to create make you more tax efficient or you know our current one does regular reviews but it's all about 
as as are many businesses, them driving what they believe you want, Absolutely. rather than having that that, come that out. tailored. Yeah, and I do. I think there's a there, there is a new gap in the market. We're seeing some of these new brands or businesses start up where it is really tailored to what you define as success, and it just really strikes me in that market. And you know, there's lots of other markets as well, but they they've assumed what they think you want. And that that's always been, I think that is as business and we evolve as people, that's going to change. It was a, if you go back a number of years, you were told what you wanted. Yep. Through form of we, you know, we had a conversation in the last episode about that captive audience. Ultimately, advertising just brainwashed you into believing this is what you wanted. And then as the internet has been allowed us to have a little bit more freedom in terms of what we view and consume, it's it's been much more focused around understanding the customer and then delivering something that you believe they want. And I think you're talking about the next iteration or the iteration we're just going into, which is going to be that, hey, we've we've got to deliver tailored solutions to a point to to our customer. I think you go too tailored. We've definitely been burnt by this in our earlier days, as I think many people are is you go too tailored and then actually you just don't deliver quality to anyone but absolutely yep. to understand the goal i, th I think that's gonna we're gonna see that pop up in more more areas and i think it's a super exciting time to be an entrepreneur with this shift if we look at a lot of the traditional ways of being challenged whether that is marketing, whether that is sales, whether that is operations and bringing in AI, whatever part or product, drop shipping, it doesn't matter what you look at. The traditional elements of the industries are all being challenged in some way, shape or form. Yep. And so really, we can dial, some of that we can dial back to what does success look like and almost start with a bit of a blank sketchbook. And you, you can rewrite the rules a little bit. If I think, I'd, and I believe this knowing you, but maybe not the case, if an accountancy firm managed to cold call you and get through to you and you managed to get, you entertained it and they said, Bradley, what does success look like to you of this partnership? I think it's something really powerful that grabs you. Yeah, it goes back to relationships, relatable stuff is with, at that point, you're talking about the person on the other end of the phone rather than trying to sell them an idea. Yeah. So I, I think, yeah, in terms of sales tactics, it would. Uh, there's a there's definitely a part of me that went absolutely not. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will not. I will not bow to a cold call. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely they're off to a better start than uh, than you would have been if you're just trying to sell me a product. And it's not that you're getting anything currently wrong, right? It's you're, yeah, you're just, just a different made, approach you're, you're realising that they can help you reach your goals and there's something super strong and powerful about that is the goals I write every three months. If if a week after I've wrote them, you said to me, hey, Jason, what does success look like? I can help you reach that. Absolutely. That's it's one of the most value. powerful things someone could do for me and if you're planning on sales calling me and you're you're listening, uh, I'm, I'm now conscious of it. But it's definitely something, there, there's some synergy there between you, the business, the customer, and I mean, you could take this widespread relationships. What is it that you want out of this? Is there, yeah, it makes sure you're on the same. across life, right? Of, of course. Uh, I asked my my partner this the other day: is where where do you want to be? I just wanted to make sure that that had been something she'd thought about 
and that when she gets a little bit further down the line in her life, she doesn't look back and go, I wish I'd done something different. Yep. And that's definitely had, had some effect. She's now talking about some of these goals and some things that she w- otherwise wouldn't have, wouldn't have thought about. So I think it's important that we, that's a, that's a partnership, right? Whether it be in business at home, it's to push uh, and evolve each other. Absolutely. There's, there's one quick bold statement I'd like to, to make, and you, you may want to disagree with this. I'm sure there is a correlation between burnout of entrepreneurs and not accurate goal setting. Not, not at all. I'm, I'm fully on board with that. If you know where you're going, you know where you're heading, you know when it's going to end and you can strive for that and you can enjoy it. I think the burnout comes from working hard and feeling like you're not getting very far. Yep. Because you don't know where you're going and you're always going to not get very far when you don't know what that end, what the end goal is. And I, I just say that because it's entirely possible. Someone listening to this podcast has found us because they're stuck or they're in that place that I think everyone's been in where you, Oh, I don't enjoy it anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. Or, I feel like I've I've had enough or I've burnt out. It, it, think about where maybe whether it's because you've set some either really unattainable goals or you've set goals that aren't very specific and actually are very difficult to ever reach. Agreed. The only thing I will disagree with is the unattainable goals. I I do strongly believe that if you have the faith, the unbreakable faith that you can achieve something. And that you still have that burning desire as well. There's there's got a, there's a difference between un- believing you can get there and and still having the drive and the energy to go there. You possibly just haven't broken it down enough. What's the next milestone? What's the next milestone to keep that burning desire? It's very very difficult to just be trudging along forever and ever and ever, right? Or what feels like. So breaking down those goals into smaller attainable chunks is how we climb. That's how you climb Everest, right? And I think the thing that's my takeaway to the to, to the ten year goals is you've got to be just right. The next chunk is this. This is what I'm doing right now, and that will get you to your unattainable goals. Will become attainable if you do that. I, I my brain is um is going off in so many er- different areas. I I think the key thing I I would love people to take away from this is set some goals in all areas of your life. It does, just doesn't have to be a time-intensive task, but it really does improve, I think, the quality of life, the satisfaction of reaching them. I struggle to to stop and go, oh, wow, well done, Jason. Look at what you've done. Celebrate the goal. Yeah, celebrate and People do it for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I think, but I'm not at my goal yet. And and so setting some goals really does help with, I think, that quality of life. And um, and I, th- I I would strongly encourage people to set them in all areas, personal relationship even you can take this as far as you want to take it family goals to go away once a year as a family whatever that may be is take that to the fullest extent you can whether that is starting small or going all the way um that'd be something i'd love people to take away from this absolutely for me i'm gonna say rather than look for success look at what brings happiness where does where does it because that is success, right? For a lot Absolutely. of people. So what, what's going to drive you to, to that position? And then how do you get there and start getting that down on paper? Read it, repeat it regularly. And I think you're well on your way. I hope so. And thanks for watching and listening. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. See you soon.